1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. Let's pick up tonight in uh, Ephesians 1, 17 to 19. We've, we've uh, mentioned the last couple of Wednesday nights, wisdom and knowledge. I mentioned last Wednesday night the Greek word epigonoskos, epigonosko, and uh, you know, I'm reluctant to even mention it or bring it up, but here's my heart. All I can do is teach, but I can't make you get it. And, uh, you know, I see people around me, friends, acquaintances in the ministry, relatives, and I watch as they pay the price because they don't know or they, they heard and they didn't believe it or they heard and they thought it's too good to be true or it was mental assent. I think there's a lot of mental assent. You know, yeah, amen. But it's a different thing to go out and take action on it than to just agree with the word of God. And uh, so you have to understand my perspective. I mean, I'm dumbfounded at what God has done in our lives. And I often reflect on that night in Denver, Colorado, the last Hagen meeting we went to. And... You know, our, our good friends, there wasn't one of them there. That's why I didn't want to go. A Hagen meeting very much turned out based on who was there. It's hard to understand that. But that's why we're careful with, you know, who's right up front because people can be a distraction or people can literally pull the anointing out of you. And when you had certain people at a Kenneth Hagen meeting, it, he was just different. And uh, so I did some checking, and none of that crowd was going to be there. But Sue said, well, Austin's never seen a church in a mall. And that was Wally and Marilyn Hickey's church. So I said, okay. But uh, he asked me that night at Papado's after church. I think it was a Sunday night or a Monday night. But he said, how did this work so well for you? But he said, I look around and I don't see that it worked that well for others. And I ponder that. I mean, here I am all these years later rehearsing this. So this is on my mind. And uh, frankly, I think we just walked right into it last Sunday. You know, I told Sue after we did, I did one-third of her message from 2009, Crazy Faith. I said, I think that's part of it. You know, you just can't get it. You can't, like, wade into the water here ankle-deep. And, uh, and make this thing work for you. It's kind of a whole hog type situation. But in order to make that work for you, what we were talking about Sunday, that crazy faith, well, you have to be immersed in the Word of God. I mean, just imagine what would happen, what would it, where would we be in America today if the American public was as immersed in the Apostle Paul 
the last two years as they have been immersed in Fauci? Where would, where would, where would the church be? Where would America be? You see, it's, it's, and that's what we're going to be dealing with in the Power Lunch Saturday. It's all about who you listen to. And uh, so we got to pay attention. Ephesians 1.17, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So nothing in there about ignorance. He says, I'm praying for you that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Uh, you know, I'm working this month, well, last month, now over into this month on the Holy Week Revival 2022 and the Week of Increase 2022. And today I came across that scripture from Hosea. My people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. So knowledge is important. Very little is known today of the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So let's talk about that knowledge, the knowledge we gain from what we call the Pauline revelation of who we are in Christ Jesus. Let's review Colossians 1, 9 to 12. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. So in both of these passages, Paul's saying he's praying for us. You know, if he was praying for the saints back then, he was praying for the saints to come. The saints to come, that's you and me. All right, well, when I read that uh, the Apostle Paul's praying, I want to know what, what is he praying for? He says, I, I have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So we see these words repeated. Knowledge, revelation, understanding, wisdom. And we pray this, why? In order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. Now we have knowledge mentioned again, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you. What tense is that? past tense has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. He says in verse 9, asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So this is an exact knowledge. It's a perfect knowledge. It's a knowledge of all spiritual wisdom and revelation. And spiritual wisdom is not a product of the senses, for sense knowledge cannot fathom it. The Bible says, I didn't bring the reference tonight, but the unsaved man cannot comprehend the things of the Spirit. King James says, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit. So it's not just that the natural man doesn't understand the things of the Spirit. He rejects them actively. It's a decision. He receiveth them not. Uh, but there's more going on than that because if you're not born again, you, you literally don't even have the, re the equipment. You know, in this room tonight, there's all kinds of uh, things that we can't see. There's TV waves, there's AM radio waves, there's FM radio waves, there's police band. There's all kinds of stuff in this room right now. But if, if you don't have the equipment, let's say a police scanner, uh, well, you would never be privy to what is being said on that particular band. And the same thing is true spiritually because these things are not perceived by the senses. They're, they're things that cannot be known. 
by what we can see, taste, touch, hear, or smell. You know, one of my fathers in the faith was John Osteen, and he used to call faith the sixth sense. In other words, it was another sensory perception mechanism, but it was only in the born-again man. It was only in the born-again woman. Sometimes you just know things. You can't even explain it. You, You couldn't explain it if you had to, but you know it. Well, these things are not known by what we can see, taste, touch, hear, or smell. And then also, here's why the annual Bible reading is so great. Every year, every year, I come across passages, and I don't know how many times I've read the Bible through, but I could, I could go into a court of law and swear I'd never read those words in my life. So what happens is that, you, and that's why you can't get bored with God. See, you just can't afford to get bored with God because, you know, you slug through Leviticus and you're thinking, oh my gosh, and you slug through numbers and, you know, oh my goodness. And, but there's, there's gems in there. There's treasures in there. There's hidden treasures in there. And, and you're reading along and it's something you've read how many times before, but all of a sudden the Spirit of God makes it just leap off the page. Sometimes when I'm reading the Bible in the annual Bible reading, it's almost like the print rises off the page. I'm not a spooky or a weird or a spiritual person, but it just is, it's like some way something's happening by the Holy Spirit of God, and he's drawing my attention to something. Amen. Well, see, the unsaved man doesn't know that. He, the unsaved man's never experienced that. So in the confession booklet, we mentioned the first three chapters in Ephesians where It's almost like Paul pulls back the curtain so we can look at the very purpose in the heart of Father God with regard to his purpose for us in salvation. And this knowledge is a knowledge of his will. And this is, you have to understand, man, this is a battle I'm constantly fighting. I mean, man, we are going to have us a party, I think, next June. We We may just party the whole month. Because next June, I will have been preaching 50 years. I mean, I know it's hard to believe. 50 years, 5-0. But it, it's amazing just trying to talk God's people into uh, the idea that God's good. Amen. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you. And, and you know, I've been doing this 50 years, coming up on 50 years. Well, now coming up on 49 years, people are still convinced, you know, God's got a plan to wreck them. God's got a plan to give them cancer. God's got a plan to, you know, bankrupt them. God's got a plan to run their body into the dirt. It's amazing to me. And all it takes is a little study. It doesn't even take a lot of study. All it takes is a little study to see. (laughs) And then if God really wanted to wreck you, well, (laughs) what are you going to do about it? You know, so... He's for us. Amen. He's got a plan. He's got a plan to prosper us. Isaiah 119. That was so great when Austin found that in the, was it the Living Bible? Well, I know what it says in the King James. If you're willing and obedient. But God says, if you'll only cooperate, I'll make you rich. I love that. That speaks to me. You know, that's plain as day. Amen. But if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the best of the lamb. Dad Hagen would say, if it's the will of God that you eat the best of the lamb, it must be the will of God that you wear the best of the lamb. It must be the will of God that you drive the best of the lamb. How, how do you think I got to here? Amen. 
See, I just, I just chose the right people to listen to. And then I believed what they said. And then I started confessing what they said. And then I took action on it. Amen. We have a, fa- we have a saying in our family that I, I don't think you've ever heard me utter these words. It's not something I would normally say in public, but I'm going to right here. We have a saying in our family, go big or go home. Amen. Amen. So in other words, if I, you, I mean, if I'm going to do something, we go big or we go home. In other words, it's, so where did I get this from? Well, from the word of God. See, he loves me. And even when you say he loves me, people can get offended at that. Well, what about me? Well, you got to read the Bible yourself. Amen. Then you'll find out he loves you. Amen. So, but the church doesn't know a lot of this. The children of God were meant to have restored to them in the name of Jesus, by the name of Jesus, the lost authority of the Garden of Eden. But the church doesn't know anything about it. We've been taught that we are poor, weak worms of the dust, that we must be ruled by Satan that we must live lives of poverty and want, that we too are, un- we are so unworthy that we ought not have our prayers answered. I couldn't count how many people we've come across in the ministry in our pilgrimage. I couldn't count them. And uh, how many don't have enough? I, I mean, I couldn't count them. And, and now I've begun to see in the last 30 days that part of the reason, 2 Corinthians 9, 11, part of the reason God wants us to have more than enough is to help these people along that don't know what belongs to them. Amen. Amen. And so we send them some money and we bless them along the way. And what difference does it make to us? Because, you know, we, we have enough and we have more than enough. Amen. But it's just amazing. It's just amazing. I have current illustrations I can't share because I don't know who's watching. Hallelujah. So we ought to cry out for that perfect knowledge. Say it out loud. I want to know God's will for my life. See, and when we say something like that, people think we're talking about who to marry or what house to live in or what address you ought to have. No, 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 no. That's all your personal choice and preference. The will of God is that all of my needs be met. The will of God is that I I not live under the devil's thumb. The will of God is that I be healthy and whole in my body. That's what I, when I talk about the will of God, that's what I'm talking about. Amen. You know, John 10, 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I've come that they might have life and that they might have that life more abundantly. So that's the will of God for your life, that that you have life more abundantly. So that's what we want. That's what I want what belongs to me. Now you can settle for whatever, but that's not the way I'm hardwired. If it's mine and he paid for it, I want it. Amen. When we come into this Pauline revelation of who we are in Christ, well then there'll, be, there'll never be a struggle for faith again. I remember those days. I remember those days. You know where I tried to believe God? Austin made a crack. We were, I think we were in Miami in January and in the, at the, I think it might have been during an offering, but Austin made a crack. You know, well, my dad will have no trouble believing that in. See, that's the world I live in. That's the world I live in. You know, I, but the days of trying to have faith, those days are gone. See, now I just walk in it. See, there, now it's like being in school. So if you're not there yet, 
well, then you just got to have a hankering and a hungering, and you got to learn and learn and learn, and, and you got to rehearse. The, but there comes a point where, frankly, you're past that, and then you just walk in it. That's right. But the whole idea or concept of trying to have more faith, well, that, that's, that's in the rearview mirror. This sense of unworthiness that comes from sin consciousness will be destroyed when we come into that full knowledge, that exact and perfect knowledge of our redemption and our righteousness in Christ. Colossians 1.10, Paul says we need this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance. And how many of you can see we, we, all these scriptures about patience, I don't, I don't know if you're on board with this, but all of these scriptures about patience and endurance, I figured the rapture was coming and I would not ever have to have any endurance or any patience. I, I figured that would be somebody else's deal. But now I see it. That we, <laughs> Patience has been required of us the last two years. And endurance has been required of us the last two years. Amen. 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 And we don't know where we are on the calendar. So, and I hope everybody sees how fast it can move negative in two years. I mean, even today, I mean, you would think, right? You would think, okay, see, people don't even understand what ended the pandemic was the poll numbers because more people died in the United States of America yesterday than two years ago and yesterday than one year ago so you would think right they'd be ramped up about it oh no 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 state of the union address last night man all those covid cultists nobody's wearing a mask See, once, in other words, they ran it until it dawned on them that it was going to really cost them come November. Amen. Then it was, and where's, where's Fauci? He's been missing for six, six days. So was, was he kidnapped or did his third shot take him out or what happened? They probably put him in a closet somewhere because they're reading their poll numbers and they realize this is going to be a blowout akin to what a one-and-a-half-year-old might have. A blowout. Right. Who? What? But see, see, what, see what was created. See the fear that has been created. Okay, so turn that coin over. Think of the faith that could have been created. And you know, if if you go back, if you go back, forget about 24 months, go one more month, just one more month, just one more month, people that we thought were strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and, you know, people that we thought, man, they're just in lockstep with us and and they believe like a, what would that be like? What would that be like to be such a Christian pastor, COVID cultist? You got caught with your pants down because, and that's why it's, you know, it's dangerous to hold church, you know, projecting from your living room and your jammies because, you know, you know, you could, 
somebody could see something you don't want them to see. But the point is, you got caught last night with that State of the Union address because you have not reopened. And apparently you didn't get the cue card. True. It's over. Yes. <laughs> well, see, that's what happens when you base your life on the words of men. Amen. See, you get made a fool of. Amen. Are you hearing me? When you base your life on the words of, because the words of men change every other day. Let me tell you how fast this changes. Two days ago, two days ago, two days ago, the guy that gave the speech is tromping a, like a drunk man to, to Marine One with a mask on by himself. So who's he going to catch it from? Grasshoppers? Then the very next day in a room full of how many people? Well, then it's over. I'm saying, man is fickle, and the words of man cannot be counted on at all. But the words of our God will stand a million, million, million years, and they will never pass away. And God's never had to do a revision. Oops! (laughs) You know, there's no oops in the Word of God. Amen. There's never been a revision required. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, when you come into that knowledge, when you come into that revelation, when you come into that understanding, fear's gone. There's no fear. You, you become fearless. You're not fearful, you're fearless. Can you see that? So what mighty men of God this would make. What mighty women of God this would make. Look at verse 12, Colossians 1.12, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you. What tense is that? He has qualified you. And of course, the problem with the church, the bulk of the church, the bulk of the church is they take all this Pauline revelation and they shove it off into the future. Look, we're not going to need our needs met in heaven because we won't have any needs. We're not going to need healing in heaven because nobody's going to be sick. There's no, there's no hospitals in heaven, no nursing homes in heaven, no emergency clinics in heaven. Amen. So it's ludicrous to take all of this and shove it into the future. I mean, when do we need the power of God? When do, when do we need needs met? When do we need healing? When do we need God on the scene? No, not, not afterward. Isn't it convenient to shove everything off past when you're dead? Because when you take everything, every good thing out of the Bible, and you shove it off to where you're taking the big dirt nap, well, how would anybody know that they're right or they're wrong? It's got to be for now. It doesn't make sense that it's for the future. Giving thanks to the Father. I mean, how would you feel, Austin, if I wrote in my will, after you're dead, then I'm going to leave you a million bucks? <laughs> You'd be like, what? What did I ever do to you? Do you understand? It's got to be for the now. It can't be for after I'm dead. Amen. I'm not, in fact, I'm not, I'm not even going to need it when I'm, after I'm dead. Amen. Right? Amen. You're not, let me tell you how 
complete and full it will be. You won't even need a light in heaven because the city will be illuminated by the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be able to go out at night, unlike, you know, New York City or some of these places because there'll be, you know, be no criminals there. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. So say it out loud, I'm qualified now. See, but right that, just that is offensive to a lot of people that haven't been trained in the word of God to say, I'm qualified right now. Say it again, I'm qualified right now. Tell your neighbor, I'm qualified right now. Tell the neighbor on the other side, I'm qualified right now. See, how, how did these guys do what they did? Not just guys, gals in the book of Acts. How did they do what they did? How did they, were they special? They say, you know, uh, what do they call it? Cessation, that the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit have ceased and the last apostle died. None of that's in the Bible. None of that's in the Bible. The difference is that they believed at a different level and they confessed at a different level and they took action at a different level. That's the difference. That's the difference. Actually, I believe that's the only difference. See, now, when we understand these things, we will have passed out of babyhood and we will have passed out of the adolescent stage into the full manhood and womanhood in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And what victors it would make if we knew the reality of the 13th and 14th verses. Colossians 1.13, for he has rescued us. What tense is that? For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. What does that mean? That means you don't have to take one D-A-M-N thing off the devil. Whatever he's peddling, whatever he's hawking, whatever he's selling. Because you've been rescued. Once you realize this, I remember as a young man, you know, uh, people, you know, worked up, you know, devil's doing this, the devil's doing that. You just get to where you ignore him. He doesn't have any authority whatsoever. We need to get to be like Smith Wigglesworth. He was preaching in the Orient somewhere and, and uh, before fluorescent lights and electricity and all of that, before incandescent lights. And he wakes up in this room, strange room, whatever room he was sleeping in while he's a guest speaker somewhere in the world. And, you know, it's just freezing cold in the room. And he thought, what in the world? Did I leave a window open? What's the deal? And so he strikes a match and he lights the oil lantern and he looks at the foot of the bed and there is Lucifer himself. And Smith Wigglesworth said, oh, it's only you. And he blew the light out and went back to sleep. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. See, that's knowing who you are in Christ. Amen. Amen. Not something to, in other words, he, he, he's somewhere, but he doesn't have anything to do with me. See, he's doing what he's doing, man. We know he's busy in Washington. He's doing what he's doing, but it doesn't have anything to do with me. See? Because why? Because of the word of God. For he has rescued us. Say it out loud. He has rescued us. Shout it out loud five times. He has rescued us. 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 You know, if you fell off a cruise ship and... You know, you floated out, you found an old piece of wood and you're floating out in the Pacific for four or five days and, and they, uh, somebody else, a fishing boat comes by and you get rescued. You don't, you don't go to the captain every day and say, when are you going to rescue me? He would think you're stupid. Well, we, we, we already did that. 
But people go to God all the time. Lord, when are you going to do something about the devil? Well, he did 2,000 years ago. Father God, the devil's doing this and the devil's doing that. Well, see, in other words, the 66 books of the Bible are not there just to decorate your bookcase. You're supposed to read. You're supposed to understand you're supposed to comprehend then you're supposed to believe and you're supposed to confess and you're supposed to take action on it for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness it's just like take you know you know just say it out loud satan, satan take your hands off my money see that's that's all it takes that's all it, now Amen. now if you don't go to work tomorrow well then you have another issue <laughs> see that's your problem is not satan but I'm just saying, you don't have to go through life with Satan doing this to your body and Satan doing that to your money and, and Satan doing this to your marriage. You just don't have to. Amen. Say, say it out loud. Satan, Satan take your hands off my family. Take your hands off my family. Amen. We have authority. But what good is authority if you don't ever exercise it? And what good is authority if you don't understand you have authority? What good is authority if you walk around like you don't have any authority? Amen. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into, King James says, translated us into the kingdom of the Son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So I am, I'm not going to be... The, 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 the morning after I cross over, I'm not going to be any more in the kingdom of God than I'm in the kingdom of God right now. Amen. I'm as much in the kingdom of God right here, standing here, as I will be the day after I go. Amen. But what good does that knowledge do me if I don't believe it, confess it, and take action upon it? Amen. Now you have to understand the limits to your authority. It'd be great, you know, if we could rebuke the devil off the Supreme Court. That'd be great, but that can't happen. But you can, re you can rebuke the devil off you, your home, your money, your marriage, your family. Do you understand? You have authority over you. Amen. It'd be great if we could, you know, rebuke the devil in Austin. But we don't have authority over that. Now, we can pray, sure. But it's, it's not like absolute authority. But when it comes to me and my body and my money and my home and my family, I have absolute authority. Because it's my life. It's my house. Amen. It's my, it's my, my family. He's translated us. See, that's past tense. That's, a, that's past tense, completed action. It's already been done. It's already been accomplished. Now, do you understand that the challenge is when you believe this stuff, and, and I, when I say this stuff, I'm not being disrespectful to the Pauline revelation, but when you believe this and you confess it, and you take action on it, people don't like it. I'd completely forgotten about it, but when I, I've been listening to Sue's message, March 22, 2009, Crazy Faith, it's on the app, and Austin and I are redoing it last Sunday and the next two Sundays, I'd completely forgotten about it. But she went in the office one day up at I-30, and the employees were in the office. Employees, I mean, I'm paying these people, you know. And, you know, uh, well, you know, the word says, and then they all bust out laughing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And somebody might think, well, did that upset you? Are you upset? No, I don't care. You know, they're gone. Who, who knows where they are? But I'm standing. Amen. And I'm blessed. Amen. 
Hallelujah. I'm still trucking for the Lord. Amen. Amen. But my point is, that's what you're dealing with. <laughs> They're the same people that stood there at the foot of the cross and says, come down. If you be the son of God, come down. How'd you like to be that guy in 2022? <laughs> mockers. The Bible calls them mockers. And my feeling is if I just get high enough, I don't have to deal with them. See, you know, it's been years since I dealt with TSA. <laughs> just get to where, you know, if I can just get high enough. I'm not talking about drugs. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the president's free crack pipes. I'm talking about, you know, you know, in, in the blessing of the Lord. Amen then you don't have to deal with them. You don't have to deal with them. Amen. Mockers. Mockers. I remember I went, the guys used to go skiing in Jackson Hole and they'd say, hey, Pastor, you want to go? I remember. And you know, you'd think you'd be in a place like that that was not a city and, and you'd think it'd be pretty conservative. But I remember, I remember, I remember distinctly going through the line and, and watching them throw my Rolex and I remember thinking to my, I remember saying to the Lord, I said to the Lord, uh, I'm not going to be doing this forever. Amen. And then what happened in my life, just to finish the story, uh, years ago, I'm sitting in the Springfield, Missouri airport, and which is another, you know, conservative rural area. But the Lord spoke to me and I know his voice, but he spoke to me and he said, you do not belong here. Amen. And that was it. Because I... I, I do what I'm told. Amen. 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 And then you, somebody might say, well, didn't you have to believe God? No, no, no. I've discovered this secret, and that is this. When I follow instructions, the money follows. Amen. Say it out loud. Tell your neighbor, when I follow instruction, the money follows. Tell the neighbor on the other side, I've discovered this secret. When I follow instructions, the money follows. See, we're always thinking that... This is this is uh, this is what the Holy Week revival 2022 is going to be about. This whole thing of you know, well, when I get my dream job, I'll start tithing. You know, when when uh, when I hit the lottery, you know, I'll give in the challenge offering, whatever it is. This is all this is all self deceit. <laughs> if I'll just start following instructions, the money will follow. Right. Amen. Amen. And I won't have to I won't have to worry about it at all. So notice what this means. If you are conscious of a perfect redemption from Satan's dominion, then you're going to walk with the sureness that Jesus walked with in his earth walk. It's pretty cool to have certainty. I love it. That sureness comes from knowing that everything you had ever done and all that you ever were stopped being when you were made a new creation in Christ Jesus. Your past stopped being, and you were made anew in Christ Jesus. Then if you make mistakes, you have the intercession of Jesus, and you have 1 John 1, 9. If we, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. All you have to do is acknowledge your mistake, and it's wiped out instantly, and your fellowship is restored. The Bible specifically says in Proverbs, I did not bring the reference, 
that if we hide our sins, we will not succeed and prosper. You have been delivered out of the authority of Satan. Satan has no authority or legal right to reign and rule over you. How many of you are born again tonight? Let me see your hand. You're born again tonight. Satan has no legal right, no legal authority to run you. But he will if you let him. You know, soon I were, I don't know why it came up. We were talking about it on the way over here. A uh, guy came to the house to fix something in irrigation. This was years ago. And he didn't know anything. He didn't know anything. He literally, he literally didn't know anything. He couldn't turn the irrigation system on. <laughs> and so I said, look, I said, you know, I don't know who you are, but this is not going to work. Well, I'm not leaving until you pay me. I said, I'm not going to pay you. You, did, you don't even know how to turn the irrigation system on. How are you going to do anything? Well, I'm not leaving. He said, I'm going to call the police. I said, go ahead. I said, while you call the police, I'm going to go in the house and get a gun. <laughs> I said, you're on my property. And when I came back out, he was gone. He never called the police. So <laughs> I'm just saying. But if, but if I had kowtowed to him, he'd still be over there right now. He'd probably have a you know, uh, 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 what do they call him? Uh, he'd probably have a barn dominium over there right now. <laughs> you got you to gotta just take authority. Right. Now, don't do what I did. Because you may not get away with that. But I got away with it. Amen. Amen. And I didn't brandish a weapon. I didn't commit any felony. But, you know, I'm not going to be pushed around in my own property. Amen. Amen. I'm going to be pushed around in my own house. That's right. Amen. Amen. But if, if you let the devil run you, he'll run you. That's right. he See, and you're in charge. And this is the horrible thing about it. God will honor your right to screw up your own life. That's right. yes, he will, one thing about God is he is a complete believer in free will. Amen. If you make up your mind that you're going to leave here and you're going to go down to some uh, grocery store and you're going to rob him tonight, he'll let you. He's a believer in free will. Amen. So we're, we're actually in the driver's seat and people don't even understand that. They think the devil's in charge or they think God's in charge. No. If you haven't figured it out, <laughs> most of what's going on in the world, God didn't have a thing in the world to do with. This insanity of the last two years, God didn't have a thing in the world to do with it. This is, this is man's madness. Man's insane. Man without God is insane. And a lot of what we're dealing with right now in these United States and actually around the world is mental illness. You know, a lot of these people, man, they ought to be in a padded cell somewhere, you know, drugged up and uh, in pads. Instead of prime ministers or whatever they are. That's right. Amen. I'm, I'm telling you, it's mental illness. It's mental illness. And if you watch these people like that gal from New Zealand, they got these weird tics, like Pelosi last night. You know, there's a reason. These are called demons. I mean, she, she acts very much like that gal from New Zealand. So all that's going on, 
and we don't have any authority over it. We can't do a thing in the world about it. But we can, we can be, as we said Sunday, we can be the strong man in our home, in our house, in our family, and we can say to the devil, you're not coming in here, you're not running me, you got, you're not running my money, you're not running my body, you're not running my children, you're not running my family. Amen. You're not in charge here. Amen. See? And, and he's like a corporate guy. He goes for low-hanging fruit. So when you oppose him and you cause him trouble, he just goes next door. And his powers, he's pretty smart, and he's got power, but his powers are not limited, and he's not God, he's not omniscient, he's not omnipresent, he can't be everywhere at the same time. So why should he mess around with you when you're giving him a hard time and running him off and quoting the scripture to him and, and, and telling him to get out in the name of Jesus when he could go, just go next door and, you know, put all kinds of stuff on them. Amen. And it, when I say him, I mean his minions. Amen. Amen. Generally, I get left alone. I mean, think about it. The way I teach and preach, pretty amazing. Well, because he knows. He knows, man. We got, we got these, these ushers. They're not afraid. They'll pick you up. We got all this law. Amen. We got more law than we need. And then, we, we, then we, we don't ask, we don't tell. I mean, there's no telling right now how many people sitting here right now armed. Don't tell me. I want to know about it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Amen. So, so bad people, they, they just, they, nah. And that's part of the whole strategy on the law. See, bad people come in, they see four cops. They're going to go somewhere else. Even if, even if they're not a felon looking to do something really bad. I mean, even if it's just a, if, you know, if Nancy Pelosi showed up, she'd see four cops, she'd think, well, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm for defund the police, so I'm out of here. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? In other words, they just, they see authority. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. When they see authority, they book. Amen. But authority makes... Regular folk feel safe. Amen. I can come in here and I can be safe. Amen. Do you understand? Yep. And actually, that's why what we're seeing right now in the last two years is such an abuse of authority because this is all heading in a direction. It's all going toward to the Antichrist. Right. See? Amen. And that's going to be the ultimate abuse mm -hmm. of authority. You know, when I was a young man, I'd read Revelation. I'd think, oh my gosh, how, how could it be so bad? I mean, but look how fast things moved in two years. And the first three and a half years of the tribulation are not actually the great tribulation. They're just tribulation. The great tribulation doesn't begin for three and a half years, and that's when the Antichrist is revealed. Uh, the abomination of desolation. He erects his image in the temple of God in Jerusalem. And even that, people say, well, you know, we're, we're, we're still a long way from the end because the temple's got to be rebuilt. Look, they have got every stone cut. It's cut and it's in storage right now. They could put it together like an erector set. And you can build anything in two years. You can build a skyscraper in two years. So it won't be, it, that won't be a hard problem. The, the point is, once the rapture of the church takes place, 
how fast could it move? Because right now, as bad as it is, you got millions of people in these countries that are still locked down, still be today in New Zealand, they're being beaten and clubbed and kicked. But there's millions of Christians all over the world and they're praying. But what happens when you pull them up out of here? How fast will it descend then? How fast will the tyranny take over then? How fast will it move then? It'll move like lightning. See, and, and, and if, if you play around with it and you get left behind, you won't have any authority then. See, that, that's going to be gone, man. You're going you're gonna to be here with uh, the Antichrist and his false prophet and all of that. And the, to the time to live right and do right and exercise authority and take dominion over your life is right here, right now. Amen. 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 And go in the first load. Tell your neighbor, go in the first load. Tell your other neighbor, I'm going in the first load. Tell the first neighbor, you can do whatever you want to do, but I'm going in the first load. Amen. People, we sat there and listened to Finest Jennings Dake. It was amazing. It was amazing. People were forever asking him, what do I do if I miss the rapture? I had a car wash guy ask me that a few years ago. And well, dur during the, uh, the wars that George W. Bush created and uh, and he said, what would you do if, if you missed the rapture? I said, well, I know exactly what I'd do. I said, I'd buy a one-way ticket to Baghdad, and uh, I'd, I'd just start down the road with a Bible, and I'd witness to everybody I came across until somebody killed me. Because that's the only way you get from missing the rapture of the church to heaven is if you're martyred. But nobody's going to do that because they can't stand to have their iPhone turned off, you know. <laughs> so the whole idea of being martyred for being a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ, nobody's going to do that. I mean, if it, it'll be a rare thing. Amen. They'll keep you from buying or selling. You, that, this generation, they won't be able to tolerate that two minutes. You cut off their iTunes account, then they'll sign up for whatever. And it was interesting to me, I stood there just a few days ago and the Lord spoke to me while I was reading the scriptures. You know, Moses said to keep the word of God on your, your hand and your forehead and the spirit of God spoke to me. He said, now isn't that interesting? Did you ever notice that, that that's exactly where the mark of the beast will be? See, in other words, if you won't put the word, of, if you won't give the word of God its place and you're in the last days, the day will come when the word of God that you wouldn't give its place, the mark of the beast will be there instead. So you can tell, man, I'm just getting stronger and I'm just getting bolder. Why? Because anybody could see the, this is all leading somewhere. This is all leading somewhere. And we don't need to be weak in our faith. We don't need to be, we don't need to be ignorant of the word of God, man. We need to be, we need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And we need to read and study and we need to apply ourselves to wisdom. And we need to understand Amen. the authority that we have. Amen. Amen. The wisdom that we have. I'd rather not say that, but I'm going to because he wants me to. Uh, months and months and months ago, I'm out praying one morning. And he said to me, he said, have you noticed that the states that have anointing in them have no lockdowns? Mm -hmm. Now you meditate on that, you ponder that because you could name states and you, you know ministers that have power with God yes. Yes. and they, they weren't locked down. 
But when you start thinking about these states and, you know, people think it's over. It's not over. They're still mandating. They're still mandating shots for children, school children in California coming up this coming September. They're still mandating shots for the military. They're still mandating shots right now for doctors and nurses, healthcare workers. They do that through money, 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 money. They're doing that through the Medicare. Anything having to do with Medicare, Medicaid. See, these are the levers. The, 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 the power of the mark of the beast to turn off your ability to buy or sell. See the, see the lever? See, this is, this is where it's all headed. This is where, that's why we got to master this. That's why we got to get everything paid off. That's why we got to have some coins stacked up. Amen. Because we don't, want the, we don't want the devil to be able to push us around through money. Amen. So he says, verses Colossians 1, 28, 29, and we'll quit. We proclaim him, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. See, that's my goal. <laughs> I'm just doing the best I can, but that's my goal. I mean, what would it be like if everybody here was as strong in the Lord as Stephen in the book of Acts? What would it be like? What would it be like if Sunday morning we came together and everybody was as strong as the Lord as those prophetesses in the book of Acts, what would that be like? We could turn the city upside down. We could change the county. There'd be a revival by the end of March. He says, we proclaim him, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone perfect in grace. To this end, I labor, struggling with all his energy, which so powerfully works in me. And that's why I'm not ever going to quit. I'm not ever going to retire. I'm not ever going to throw in the towel. Amen. I need to rest sometimes. I need to get a little rest sometimes, but I'm going to stay with it. Amen. Because it's not my power. It's his power. Say it out loud. It's not my power. It's not my work. It's his power. And it's his work. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us, and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again, and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because He loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.